Welcome to the Educational Leadership Series, Lead Change in Education, where your co-hosts, Adam Drummond and Mark McAmoyle, talk with educational leaders across the country in ways that they're boosting student academic achievement and building collective teacher efficacy. Each episode is especially designed to examine the ways that you can be instructional change agents in your schools as you work to reform culture, instructional planning, learner engagement, and community advocacy in your schools or in your districts. Take the ideas from our guests and work to apply them in your schools so that you can be instructional change agents too. Welcome back to another exciting edition where we talk with educators across the country who are leading change in the environments in which they work. We're excited to be with Chris Gabriel today, who is the Director of COVID Response in Liberty Schools in Liberty, Missouri. Um, And we're excited to have Chris here for lots of reasons, Um, but the most important reason is his servant leadership attitude in the work that he does every day. So uh, Chris, Mark and I are excited to welcome you and would love for you just to talk a little bit about who you are and give our readers a sense, our listeners a sense of, of what you do each day. Yeah. Awesome. Welcome aboard. Thank Chris. you to Adam and Mark as well. I'm excited to be here and excited an opportunity to, to share and, and collaborate with educators uh, around the country. Um, so again, my name is Chris Gabriel and i um, I've been with Liberty Public Schools for 21 years. Um, most of that time has been as elementary principal. Um, and then right as we were getting ready to start our school year this year, I uh, had an opportunity to move over to our central office in an interim capacity uh, as the director of COVID response. And, and I get to kind of be the point person for, for everyone uh, from leaders to teachers to parents and students uh, around our school district as we navigate our first global, hopefully only maybe, uh, first global pandemic. Great. So, Chris, you know, first, I I have to point out the fact that this is a a pretty unique um, position in terms of districts. A lot of districts that I interact with don't have just one person that's kind of that point person as a director of COVID response. Um, And so I think that, you know, very future mindset of your district and really looking to have someone who can help direct traffic and, and really help all stakeholders navigate through this global pandemic. And so, you know, in this series, we are running our second season around how are you, uh, meaning how are you doing as an educator, as a person, and and how are the folks that you work with every day? So in your role as director of COVID response, I'm I'm very interested to hear from you just really first, how are you? Um, You're you're really the first line of defense for your district. So I imagine um, it's a very unique position to be in. Yeah, you know, the joke of there's always a learning curve to anything new that we do. And this really wasn't a learning curve. It was more of a learning wall. I kind of had to run into it head first and, uh, and climb my way to the top, um, you know, to get, to get some, some clarity around what we were doing. And, and, you know, the other kind of tongue in cheek joke that we've used as well is it's, it's, there's opportunity that, that no one can say, you know, that the old director of COVID response, we wish that person would come back <laughs> um, because it is so new, right? Like um, that it's, it's, it is unique. And, and um, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm not, and I would never intend to be the sole decision maker in anything that we're doing. Uh, obviously we have a lot of resources that we connect with here locally and, and regionally and as well as nationally um, to help us with the decisions that we're making and trying to make in the best interests of, 
of 15,000 students and staff in Liberty Public Schools. Um, but getting to be that point person and, and facilitator and, you know, it's, it's really, I'm still a principal. Um, so I'm a principal at heart and everything that I do. And, and so I'm approaching this new role in that same mindset and, and uh, with the same approach of people first and servant leadership um, and just working to, you know, as, as your theme ties into of how are you, that's a lot of what I do as well. Um, tell me your story, mm. help me understand where you are and, and, and the struggles and challenges mm-hmm. that you're going through, because we all have those. Uh, they just look a little bit differently. They're packaged a little bit differently in the context of, of COVID. Yeah, Chris, that's where I was going to go with this. We had a chance to visit a little bit here before the podcast and you can tell that you miss, miss your staff, um, uh, and, and your kids there at Lillian Schumacher elementary, a lot of pride. You would have been going into your 10th year yeah. there and, um, several circulating classes. And um, it sounds like you just, you employ a lot of those same active listening skills to get a sense of what's happening on the ground. And I'm sure that sincerity and that authenticity goes a long way as a starting point um, to pick up the pieces and figure out where you have to go next. Talk a little bit about, um, you know, your, your visibility. Do you get around the district as much as possible? How do you, how do you actively listen? Yeah. Bring that to life. Well, and one of the, the best things about, because I have been here for, for 21 years, you know, there is comfort for people that they, they already knew who I was and, and they know who I am, how I do business. And, um, you know, so when, when this was, when we kind of had that extended pre-service, you got a chance to go and we were literally going in classrooms and helping teachers kind of set up. This is what it would look like to have six feet of physical distancing between desks. Mm. And this is how you could, you know, how can we combine these spaces inside of your classrooms? And, and so you, we really did see, I did get to see the the full range of emotions, you know, from the start, there were teachers that, you know, you really could tell they, they felt comfortable that it wasn't what they wanted to be doing. It wasn't how they wanted to do school. And it wasn't something that they were familiar with doing, but you had that, you know, that segment of the population that was like, it's, it's going to be okay. I've got this. I still get to teach and be a teacher and and see my kids. And then the other end of that spectrum was, you know, you could tell when teachers or administrators were just really struggling to get their head around it. And it was, it was at times more than they um, could, could comprehend in that moment. And so just being with them in their own space and not, not being out somewhere else or, you know, speaking to them from afar, standing in their classrooms and standing in their schools and and hearing their questions, um, you know, authentically and genuinely made a huge difference. And I I like to think, you know, we've, I do feel that we've been very successful. We've, um, we've not had to quarantine any entire school buildings. We've not had to, um, and, you know, shut, shut our whole district down again. It's, it's been little pockets of things that have happened and, and much of the, you know, experience that we're having is things that are kind of outside the walls of the school building. And um, that's kind of one of the, that's always been the case in education. There are factors that come to us that we get to respond to, um, but putting them into a context of structure and a plan that we have gives us a place to start. It doesn't mean that's where we're going to finish. It doesn't mean that's the only thing that we're going to do, but, but we have, we've built context in a new environment, I guess is probably a fair way to say that. And so trying to get out as much as I can and, and being available on the phone. And um, I was at an elementary, another elementary school today and, and got a chance to be out. And, you know, that principal commented that she really appreciated that, you know, she could, 
if I didn't get the call right away or the email, I would always, I was always getting back to her. And I, I think that's another one of those follow through pieces that's really important. Whether you're a teacher or your principal or your director of COVID response, you know, um, people need to know that you're going to follow through and, and you only can prove that through your actions. You know, it, it's just to mm. say it and, and I'll get back to you, but to actually do it and to follow through on that is, is how you build some of that authenticity and that genuine approach. Um, and, and I'm, you know, that's, a, that's what a servant leader is to me. Um, and, and do it, trying to do everything I can with empathy. You know, I, I, I can't, be you, but I can do everything I can to hear your concerns and put myself in your shoes and, and try to help you build a plan to move forward that, that you're comfortable with. There's a lot there, Adam. I mean, you, all of our, all of our leaders are listening to that and thinking about the follow through, you know, this, this is a season of unpredictability. Right, Chris? So if they, if they can hitch their wagon to the predictability of, of Chris Gabriel, <laughs> being there for them and getting back to them and being a good communicator and all of us in schools, that's huge during this time. You know, it's the joke of we'll, we'll be ready for our next pandemic. Like we hope we don't go there, but, but we are really building new things. And so in all, sorry to cut you off there, Adam, I just realized I did that, but you know, it's uh, we're, we're designing things that can serve us on the, on the backside of this as well. Right. Like there's, this is not all bad. Um, it's different and it feels different. It looks different, but, but some of the structures that we're putting in place can really serve us, um, you know, and, and maybe really moving into what is a 21st century school and a 21st century educator. We've, we talk about that term, but we're having to live that out in a different way with remote learning and, and virtual learning and synchronous and asynchronous instruction. Like that's truly authentic examples of, of 21st century learning in my mind. So as you as you think about that, Chris, and I, I think it's a really important piece that there is a lot um, as we go through a global pandemic that we're creating policies, features that are necessary, not only for a, a pandemic, but even maybe things down the road that maybe there was places where we did have an opportunity to innovate um, or reimagine. And of course, that comes with lots of work um, and lots of extra hours built in. So I think one piece I think listeners would lo- want to know is what are ways in which they can really find that leadership life fit, mm-hmm. meaning how do I pull all of things together um, and make sure that I'm taking care of me and part of that too? Yeah, I, I think one key piece is, is really speaks to the culture of your organization, culture of your school district. And so I feel fortunate and I know that there's probably educators out there that aren't maybe in the same scenario, but, you know, we, we believe here that part of learning for adults and for kids is there's going to be things that don't go well. There's going to be failures and it's not a failure. Isn't an endpoint. It's just the next step in that journey. And, and we want kids to make mistakes. We want adults to take risks. And I, I think having that culture or really working to build a culture where um, we're taking those calculated risks in a, in a safe environment with the mindset that if something doesn't work, we're still going to learn from that process and, and take the successes and the victories that come. Um, we may not meet that ultimate target that we were shooting for, but it does give us the opportunity to say we learned along the way. And I think that's what we want for all kids. And I want that for my teachers. I, I want that for our community. Um, you know, I, I'm, 
I, I want to have that sense of pride that that we are doing things differently and 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 maybe better than we were the day before. So my advice would be, you know, starting and really that that deep dive into our culture um, and and building that that culture in a school building or in a school district that supports one another. Um, uh, values risk taking, you know, calculated risk is some maybe some folks are more comfortable with that, but um, you know, really, what can we learn from it as opposed to how does this stifle us and 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 hold us back? Um, those are just some good strategies that I think I get to speak to in this role as well. That you know, we we maybe that didn't go the way we'd hoped it would, but what are what parts and pieces of that can we build from and and build a better plan? Um, nothing is set in stone, and, and it changes. You know, we get new data and new information about about this disease pretty regularly. And, and so it, that has to form and be a part of our, our formation of, of the plan. Um, what's next? Yeah. It, so I really appreciate your comment around the culture of your organization. Um, and a phrase that really you said that I thought was really powerful. Failure isn't an endpoint; It's the next step in the journey. And as you think about culture, I think sometimes we think about the inside of the building mm -hmm. when we think about culture. Um, but I'm sure in your role as director of COVID response, you're also working with lots of folks outside of those walls of the school. And so talk maybe a little bit about the support that you and, and other educators in your district are providing to families during this time. Yeah. So one of the, the biggest things is again, just that, that willingness to listen and connect um, in, in this process, whether I, you know, in the first few weeks of August there when we were supporting families or in this role as, as director of COVID response, every family, every educator that you talk to is really kind of in a different place and they're in their place. Um, it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. Uh, we are, we are all where we are in those moments. And, and that does shift and change as well as, as things happen around us. And it could be that, that, you know, I have a family member uh, that is that is experiencing COVID, uh, or I have a student in my classroom, their family is dealing with it, you know, all of those things continue. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a static environment. You know, there's a lot of outside factors and influences that play into the things that we're doing. So it's really meeting people where they are. And, um, you know, so taking taking them and, and coming alongside them um, to, to try to help you know, it's, it's context building. It's, it's trying to paint, you know, the, the, a picture. Sometimes it's, it's helping establish, you know, Hey, there, here's where you can go to get the information that we have. So a lot of communication um, we have, we have, you know, a, a complete website for our district that is dedicated to what we call return to learn. So you find our COVID dashboard in there. You find our information. We're actually offering, starting this week, we're actually offering a rapid test in, in district for uh, students and staff that, that kind of show symptoms. And, and we have a process to get, get folks as an opportunity to take a test here with us instead of, you know, getting, waiting in line somewhere. Uh, we can kind of get them in a little bit more quickly. We're, we're discovering today. Today's day one of that. So there's a lot of information that's out there and, and sometimes getting people just to that right spot where they can find the answer to their question, where you can guide them to the answer to their question. Um, and sometimes they're authentic questions that we, we, you know, it's a new piece for me or a new piece for the team of folks that I work with. Um, 
I can call and connect with our county officials. Uh, you know, where our school district is located, we actually kind of have two health departments that kind of weigh in on the things that we're doing. And so connecting with those entities and asking questions of them and, and understanding, um, you know, as, as their guidelines and, and uh, you know, new mandates come from them and, and change how we do things. So it's, it's synthesizing a lot of information and, and applying it to the structures that we already have. And then where do we have opportunities to make a change? Chris, you, uh, you just got such a nice demeanor. You seem like you come across as somebody that's got a steady hand on the wheel which is exactly what you need during times like this. Um, for our listeners out there, our conversation started around getting on the ground and realizing the realities and where yeah. people are at. And I think everybody that resonates with everybody. I think back to even our start of the school year, Chris, and you know, you get kind of, kind of get into the teaching and learning sure. and what's that going to look like when really you got to get in the classrooms and actually mark <laughs> off the tape and, and, and show where the yeah. camera is going to go. And like you say, is like, really help people visualize what that could look like at the same time, you're supporting role of um, mentor coach, maybe even confidant and how people are feeling outside of school and you're helping people process. Um, you've just got such a nice demeanor about you. You also seem to be a collaborator. It doesn't ex uh, pretend to know yeah. all the answers. I think that's another key. Yeah, well, my, my staff would tell you they're probably tired of hearing it. If, if uh, the Schumacher staff, if, if, I was the one person that had to have every answer. They got the wrong guy, you know? And, and yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in the, the team aspect of everything that we're doing. And, and it's, it's not, it's not one of us, it's all of us. So I, I have to go rely on other folks to help me and, and that being able to be vulnerable, say, I don't have that answer, but I'm going to, I'm going to get it and get back to you or we can get on a call together with someone else and let's work through it. Um, you know, it's, it's not, um, we don't need any, any standalones and superheroes. I don't, I don't have a cape. Um, right. Like we just, we just got to work the problem. Absolutely. You know, hey, Adam, I was just thinking about some of our newer listeners out there, our new leaders that takes confidence yeah. too. Right. So, I mean, per, you know, to, to present yourself as a learner to your staff or to the staffs you serve and the students and families, some people, um, you know, they think of that as a weak point, but that's actually a sign of strength. So for our new leaders out there, if you can position yourself in that place, um, you know, don't, don't misinterpret that as a place of weakness. That's a place of confidence. I think that's an evolution we all go through as leaders, right? Like I, I, I look back mm -hmm. at young me, young principal and young assistant principal. And, and um, you do kind of have that, that, that mindset or that belief that you're when you move into a position of leadership and, and so positional kind of comes to mind when I think about that, but I'm moving into this position, I'm supposed to have the answers or the answer. And, you know, I really had to kind of, I think through the evolution of the last 14 years in leadership and education, you know, that, that was something that I grew into. Um, so there's grace there with that, right? Like we want to, we want to give each other grace to grow into the role that we're going to have. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not who I'm going to be tomorrow because the events of today or the events of this year should shape me into something else and something more. Mm. Yeah, that's such an important point. And as we think through our, our next step, I think for me, the one key takeaway that you shared, Chris, was really toward the beginning. And it was the phrase, help me understand. And I, <laughs> we can, if we can lead with that type of an open heart, 
um, we can make a lot of headway, not only around what are our immediate needs that relates to COVID, but what are our needs as leaders, as teachers, as students, and as families. So I just really appreciate the time that you gave us today, Chris. And um, for folks who maybe want to stay connected with Chris, they can um, find him on Twitter at um, his Twitter handle, which is Lillian Shoe Elementary. And there's two L's in Lillian. So L-I-L-L-I-A-N-S-C-H-U-L-M-E-L-E-M. So Lillian Shu L-M. So Chris, thank you so much for being with us today. It was a pleasure to spend some time with you. And thank you for what you're doing right now. And most importantly, thank you for modeling what it looks like to be a servant Thank leader. you, Adam. And thank you, Mark. It was great to connect with both of you and love a chance to, to help uh, anyone. Cause that's, that's what we're, that's what I'm in it for. And I hope I uh, love to love to serve. Thanks for joining another exciting episode of lead change in education where we talk with educational leaders just like you and how they're boosting student achievement and building collective teacher efficacy. Tune in to our weekly podcast by joining and subscribing to the podcast platform that works best for you. You can also follow Adam at Adam D. Drummond or Mark at MWHS Principal on Twitter. You can also find us on LinkedIn and you can use the hashtag lead change ed to stay up to date on all of the exciting things that are happening in education related to our podcast as well as the work that we do each and every day until next time be the change you wish to lead in your schools